Dear friends in Christ, welcome to this podcast from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. All Saints is a loving, welcoming parish serving Southeast Portland for over a century. Our purpose is to celebrate God's love, seek and serve Christ in all persons, and go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Today, we invite you to join the Reverend Andrea Skornick as she preaches the gospel and explores the mysteries of God in our modern world. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Mother of us all, Amen. Amen. How many people saw back in December about the 13-year-old who beat the game Tetris? Yeah? Good? Um, Now, I didn't know this, but apparently this was not thought to be possible. Tetris was designed to be able to play forever, and since it was released in the 80s, no one had ever beat the game. But on December 21st, Willis Gibson, a kid from Oklahoma, got to the kill screen where the game crashes and then there's nothing left to play. Now normally a story like this gets picked up in a few places, kind of a special interest or feel-good piece, but in this case the story blew up and was covered on all the major news outlets. It was on CNN, NPR, New York Times. Gibson, the boy, was interviewed on all sorts of different shows. In the article, why everyone is obsessed with the kid who beat Tetris, Angela Watercutter writes about this unique cultural moment. She says, interest in the game, now four decades old, isn't, I believe, what's driving the fascination with Gibson's victory. I think it's a deep desire for some kind of wonder. And then she goes on. For a lot of people, 2023 was awful. Wars in Ukraine and the Middle East, labor strikes, a recent uptick in COVID-19 cases that seems all but routine. There's not much good news to latch on to these days. Folks hoping to return to work with new year, new me, vitality, are finding themselves coming up short. Dry January is trending, but most of the posts are less than enthusiastic. Example, instead of dry January, I'm doing why January. (laughs) It's where every day I stand in the middle of the street and scream, why God, why? Seeing that a kid in Oklahoma defeated the programming of a game that has caused countless people joy and frustration, feels like a balm. When I read this article, my first thought was like, oh my gosh, yes. On the heels of our winter shutdown, I was having my own why January moment. And also I was intrigued by this idea that these events were revealing a deep-seated desire for wonder. For someone to say that we needed a break from the relentlessness of everything to experience something good, 
something that would collectively captivate and lift our spirits to name something that often goes unnoticed. There is a deep desire for wonder in the human heart. Of course, people needed this. But also, why is it so hard? What has made wonder so hard to come by? We live on this amazing planet that, as far as we know, is the only one like it. Every day, people are falling in love. New discoveries are being made. The miracle of creation is unfolding all around us. There is no shortage of things to take our breath away. So what's going on? Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel, a leading Jewish philosopher and theologian of the 20th century, who wrote a lot about wonder, said, as civilization advances, the sense of wonder declines. In the age of acceleration that we are living in, it would make sense that experiencing wonder becomes harder, thus explaining that longing. Heschel wrote that wonder, or what he sometimes called radical amazement, is a very basic sense of the astonishment and awe about all of existence. And he believed that was the root of faith essential to both spirituality and theology. Awe, he said, is a sense for the transcendence. It is what enables us to perceive in the world intimations of the divine. Wonder is how we experience radical amazement at God's world. Everyone and everything in an incredible way and we are made in the image of God, which is hard to fathom. As Heschel noted, just to be is a blessing. Just to live is holy. The moment is the marvel. In the account of the presentation at the temple that we read today, a story that is full of wonder and amazement, Notice that what precedes it all is prayer. Anna is fasting and praying expectantly every day. Simeon believes he will see Christ, the Messiah, in his lifetime. They are oriented towards Christ's coming so that when God shows up, they recognize it. Heschel said, I prayed for wonders instead of happiness, and you gave them to me. When it comes to wonder, our prayers are important. And I don't mean the spoken prayers, like when we are praying for someone, but those prayers that are often unsaid. The prayers that are our hopes, desires, intentions, and aspirations. The ones that we set out each day with, if those prayers and intentions for our days are happiness, health, success, getting all the things done on our to-do list, having people be nice to us, 
having things go the way we hope they will, having the world be the way we want it, we'll be disappointed often. If that is what we set out each day with, if that's what we measure each day by, each year by, of course they're going to look bad. Like the article said, yes, 2023 was hard, but every year is. Have we ever collectively looked back and said, that was a great year? <laughs> no, that only happens much later with nostalgia. <laughs> but what would it be like to be able to experience the goodness in the present? If our prayer is for life to go a certain way, we will be disappointed because life is full of suffering and it's not in our control. And at the same time, wonder will be squeezed out by those very expectations that make it hard to be in awe of what is. But if we pray for wonder, if that is our daily intention, we will find it everywhere. There is no shortage of things to be in awe of. If we measure our year in wonder, how many things can we look back and name that were full of it? In one such moment this last Friday when the sun was shining so beautifully, my youngest and I were in Westmoreland on that main strip, <laughs> And across from the cafe that we were at was this couch. And my first thoughts were, oh, how inconsiderate for someone to abandon that there. Neighborhood blight and someone has to clean this mess up. And my son looks at it and he says, how wonderful. <laughs> now, I don't know what was going on in his mind at that time, but he saw something I didn't see. Maybe amusement of this couch being in an unexpected place, a comfy spot to sit on in the sun and watch the cars and people pass by. <coughs> Heschel said, the world presents itself in two ways to me. The world is a thing I own, the world as a mystery I face. What I own is a trifle, what I face is sublime. I am careful not to waste what I own. I must learn not to miss what I face. We are longing for wonder. My prayer is that we don't miss it. Pray for wonder. Pray to see Christ. See what happens. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast offering from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. For more resources from All Saints, or to support this or our many other outreach ministries, please visit allsaintspdx.org.